Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey you guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and this is part two of our very special Listener Picks Best of Episode. Eric Struthers, Steel Wars listener and behind the scenes technical help guy went into business for himself and made this best of episode while I was on my honeymoon. And I, I would say go back and listen to part one. It is super fun. But if you already listened to it, then I don't need to introduce anything more. Thanks, Eric. Take it away. Next up, I got Matthew Thurbon. He barely got the audio clip to me in time. And he snuck it in at the last minute. Hello there, this is uh, Matthew Thurbon, and in true Australian tradition, we like to abbreviate our surnames, like Mendo. Um, some people call me Turbo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Turbo1975, the year of my birth. Um, please follow me if you feel so inclined. Um, this is a little podcast snippet being put together by kindly by Eric. Uh, I guess it's for a late wedding slash honeymoon present for Steele and Jackie. Um, so, I first started listening to Steel Wars via um, Tofop, Will Anderson Tofop, uh, on one of his guests guest visits to I Love Green Guide Letters. And at the end of that podcast, I think it was mid-2015, um, good old Steele gave one of his plugs to Steel Wars. Uh, so ever since then, I've been listening every week. Um, I've been digging through the Bandcamp supporters archive. So I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of favourite episodes. One of which is actually, I believe, episode four uh, with Steve Sansweet. Now, everyone knows Steve. Um, but what I didn't know was that his collection was available to the public. So it was a pretty cool podcast episode with Steve on Rancho Obi-Wan um, and ever since then um, I realised that I was having a work trip to San Francisco and so as soon as I booked my flights the next thing I did was book a visit to Rancho Obi-Wan uh, for a personal tour with Steve so that was done in September of this year and it was an awesome experience checking out all this collection uh, especially his sweet skateboard deck collection of Star Wars. So to anyone that hasn't been there or was planning to go, I highly recommend that. Um, another little episode that sort of struck a chord with me was the one where Steele was with his brother, Craig, I believe, uh, just riffing about Star Wars and childhood, growing up in Australia, or suburbs of Melbourne. Um, I had a similar upbringing. I grew up in the, grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, 
Um, my first Star Wars memory was seeing uh, with my older brother, uh, seeing Empire Strikes Back at Roselands Cinema. Mm, sounds a bit like Rosebud, but um, yeah, Roseland Cinema, which has now been bulldozed, apparently. Uh, but yeah, just this episode struck a chord with me. Um, my older brother also loved Kiss. Um, while he didn't have his own um, crew named Electric Shrapnel, <laughs> um, he did actually want to impersonate his favourite hip-hop artist, so I believe he had a, a Flavor Flav clock around his neck when he was around 10 years old. Um, yeah, and this, yeah, this episode sort of struck a chord with me because, um, you know, talking about Star Wars and family and growing up, you know, the only thing we had was Star Wars on VHS, our can of figurines. Um, yeah, so a lot of similarities there growing up in Australia. Um, and I guess that episode sort of made me realise that, you know, everyone loves Star Wars in their own different way. Um, no way is the correct way. We all like things differently. In fact, my older brother doesn't really know Star Wars that well. He's... Um, if I was to tell him, you know, who's Mon Mothma, he wouldn't have a clue. But um, I visited my older brother the other day and he still only ever watches Star Wars on his original VHS tapes. And he actually watches it through an old tube TV. And th those Australians that remember the uh, 70s and 80s, the old Rank Arena tube TVs, which pretty much don't exist these days, um, my brother still loves to watch the original Star Wars trilogy via VHS on the Tube TV. So, you know, we all love Star Wars and uh, I think Star Wars, Star Wars is one of those podcasts that sort of make you uh, appreciate Star Wars and it's actually got me back into Star Wars. Um, sitting down for the first time in the cinema for, with a new movie with my son Luke for Episode 7 was a great experience and I think, um, I think yeah, it's, Star Wars is for family and Star Wars is back. So, thank you for your time. Hope you like the story. And uh, look forward to Rogue One and Mendo. I'm glad Turbo got that into me in time. It was good stuff. Next, we're going to talk to Josh Chapman. Josh makes the awesome YouTube videos that Steel has. The one with Nathan Hamill is fantastic. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go check it out right now. So, so let me just, I've asked everybody this. How did you first, what, how did you discover Steel Wars? Uh, I actually found it. I lived in England for about nine years and I moved back to Australia and I was working a job, the sort of the first job I got when I got back and it was a pretty boring job. I'm a designer, so I'm sort of online all day. And I was on Twitter and I actually follow his mate, Paul Dempsey, who is, on uh, I think he's on the third episode, the second or third episode, third, and yeah. he's a singer in a he's a singer in one of my favorite bands, something for Kate. So I followed him on Twitter, and he just said, "Oh, I'm on this Star Wars podcast. Um, you know, have a listen to it." And that's how I found the show. And I, uh, yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, great! This is exactly in my wheelhouse, Star Wars." And I'd heard of um, I Love Green Guy Letters. Uh, his other podcast, but not, I wasn't a frequent listener. I'd, I heard it once or twice and I just sort of lost track of it and, and didn't follow up on it. And, but um, I went, oh yeah, that's the guy who does that. And right. so I knew a little bit about Steel, but I was mostly through Paul, 
Paul Dempsey's appearance. And then I just basically was like, oh, this is just, you know, this is great. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> the kind of Star Wars talk that I, you know, and I was obviously really excited about Star Wars coming back as well. So, um, you know, uh, I just went, yeah, great. This is, this is perfect. And that's how I found the show really. And, um, and then became a fan then, and then attended a live couple of live shows in Melbourne from there. And, and then got to got to know Steel personally as well a little bit, which was cool. And met him in person and a couple of times. And we've had a few beers and things. And it's been it's been good because I've sort of been doing the video stuff as well. So because we're both in the same city when he's in Melbourne, so it's um it's been nice to sort of you know get that little community feel, especially in Melbourne where they're you know where he's based half the time. So right. yeah, that's how I kind of came across it. Yeah, that's I would love to go to a live event. Yeah, well, it's funny because they're just, you know, they're, they kind of vary from, um, you know, I've been to some where they've been really, you know, packed houses and we went to the midnight the midnight one after Force Awakens. It was a packed house. But I've been to a couple that have been, you know, like on a Sunday afternoon and upstairs at a pub somewhere and, the, you know, there's been a handful of people or, you know, other people have turned up. So it kind of varies, you know, like they kind of go from extremely, I mean, they're getting more and more busy, I think, now. But, you know, some of the, some of the early ones weren't as busy but then you know you go to some which are just packed as well but you know credit to steel to putting himself out there and stuff but it's funny because you know the first couple you go to you just kind of look around and you don't really know anybody and you right. just sort of find a place to sit and keep your head down a little bit and then you know the last couple you kind of go oh hey how's it going you sit with that person you sit with that person and you catch up before and after the show and things and unfortunately i've got a, a little girl so i can't hang around after the shows as much as i'd like to but um beforehand you know catch up and have a beer with people and yeah they're really good fun and they're um you don't really know what you're going to get really because it always depends on the guests and things and there's always bits that get cut out in the live shows right. that go to pod as well so right. sometimes there's bits that go oh probably can't put that on a podcast <laughs> i i suspect there's so quite a bit of that yeah. Show, yeah so yeah I, so I, it's funny because there's the um sorry to interrupt there's, oh no no there's, you're fine like, the ones at celebration and things like the ones where he does the sort of star wars events and stuff um are probably not quite as loose as some of the upstairs in a pub ones but uh you know that's 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 just the beauty of getting to go along right now now are you going to go to the the rogue one premiere that he's doing yeah yeah so really looking forward to it um I'm just it's funny last year I went and took some mates last year and I said, you know, we've got Force Awakens, we should go. It's gonna be you know, it's gonna be awesome and there's this podcast and they're doing it down at, at Knox at midnight and we'd we'd gone, you know, we're all in our late thirties now, but we'd gone to all the prequels at midnight while the ones that I was in Australia for, you know, I was sort of the ringleader, like, yep, you know, let's go Phantom Menace and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, it'll be good, it'll be good fun, there'll be this live show afterwards and and um so I, I convinced a bunch of mates to come along and we got we sort of got there early, got to the pub and stuff, and we had like the worst seats in the cinema, I think, like because they just randomly allocated you seats, and because uh-huh. there was four of us, I think, in order to sit a group of four, we were like second row on the left, like looking up at the screen oh, up the top of the thing. That's and I was just brutal. Going, oh my god! Like, what have I done? Like, I've just dragged my mates out here at midnight at this, you know, and uh, but as soon as the movie started, just completely forgot. You know, you just. I got sucked in completely, but um, yeah, the live show was still came out before the the um, screening and kind of did a little a little speech and stuff and uh, and then um, yeah, we went to the live show afterwards in the pub, sort of next door to the cinema, and it was yeah, it was good. It was pretty raucous actually, but um, 
it went it went I just remember it going for ages and I think we got about two hours in and I could see my mates were just fading you know like it it <laughs> yeah. was about four in the morning then and I just said look you know it's being recorded it's going to be online at seven in the morning it's going to be online in the morning like, like we can just sneak out You're like if you need to go we can just go and I think they were like yeah yeah let's do that so it'll be funny because I've just gotten tickets to, to Knox uh to the show to Rogue One um yesterday and I just sent the message around to the same guys I said yep, are you up they're like yep we're up for it and I said well you know live show again but again I think it's gonna I think still had mentioned somewhere it's gonna be a bit more bit tighter you know it's gonna not quite probably go on as long but you know that's fine if it goes on it goes on we can always escape if we have to right it's not like they it's not like you got picked out when you were walking it going you know where are you going where do you where do you think you're going so, that's what I was actually gonna ask you did he call you out when you were sneaking out? No, I, I, no, it was too busy. Like we kind of just ducked, you know, and we were sort of near the back as well. Cause I, I had, to, I had to go to the, I was busting to go to the toilet. I was so nervous about force awakens. I I had like had two pints of beer before the movie and about, and I went to the bathroom before I sat down, but then about a minute in, I had to go to the bathroom again. So I sat through the whole screening, like going, Oh, I've really got to go to the bathroom. So when we left the the cinema after the movie, I ran off to the I ran off to go to the bathroom and things. So we got there. It was funny though because we weren't. I thought we weren't that late, but we <laughs> we were still sort of towards the back of the pub. And I go, geez, there must have been people who went out of the cinema and just ran down the ran down the stairs and ran across to get the sweet seats and stuff. But um, yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty bonkers night. I'm looking for it'd be funny. I don't know about Rogue One. Like I'm looking forward to the movie, but whether you can recreate that the first time again i guess we'll just see you know it'll be good as long as the movie's good i think everybody will be happy so how did you get involved making the videos i i had done i'm a graphic web designer by trade but i had Mm -hmm. done multimedia as a course at university uh, years ago and i had video editing was just part of that part of it and you know i love my job i'm really you know really love my job it's what i would do for a hobby if and that wasn't my job. So I kind of do my hobby at work. And um, so I always had an interest in doing video stuff because I was like, oh, well, I don't do that at work. That's something that's quite fun. And Steele had done the reaction to the first teaser, I think it was. Yeah. And he'd basically just put a thing out saying, can anybody sync this up to video? And I was like, oh, I reckon I can do that, you know. So I just uh, said to him, yeah, I reckon I can do that. Um, send me over the audio file and I'll have a crack at it. And I did that and he was just like, oh, cool, you know, can, would you be interested in doing some other stuff? And so we did a couple of other things and it was because I'd put the, because I'd put the, because the clip was basically longer than the video. So the teaser was like 90 seconds and the clip was like two minutes. And I'm like, well, there's a, there's nothing, I don't want to have black screen. So I put these little funny Star Wars images around the bits where Steel was like yelling and things like that. So it was just kind of funny. <laughs> and I think he thought that was really funny. So he's just like, oh, that, that was cool. And then we'd sort of traded a few messages and stuff. And he just said, oh, you know, because we actually don't live that far from each other. So he said, let's just catch up and have a beer and just have a chat about, um, you know, some stuff we could do going forward. And and that's how it just kind of started. So we just caught up and ended up sort of talking about it at the end of the night. We just sort of talked Star Wars really for most of the time and chit-chatted and, and – um, yeah, and then he just sort of periodically send clips and things over, and we haven't really done one for a while. But he's over just you know busy with the state stuff and over in America with his wife. So I think it's just trying to fit stuff around. Although we had caught up quite recently, 
about stuff going to do next year, I think. So it's just a matter of finding time because I'm sort of home with my daughter one day a week and when she's sleeping, that's basically when I do it. I've got like right. a window to sort of do stuff. And um, But, you know, it, it's um, it's been been good fun, really. We've sort of done a, done a couple now. And, and the thing is, you know, it's not – Star Wars isn't going away. Yeah, <laughs> definitely um, not. There's always going to be content. So it's just a matter of um, – basically trying to do it because there is back and forth, you know, like he'll send some stuff and then I'll send it to him and then I've got to upload it and he'll have a look at it and he might have a couple of suggestions and it's just trying to cut down that back and forth so he can kind of get it up, you know, because it's all about momentum as well. You know, right. like you don't want to put the, something out that's out been out for weeks, you know, if you're basically too slow on the uptake. So it's just sort of two guys who have a lot on their plate trying to, you know, put something out and fit it around everything else. You know, he's got all the stuff that he does in his life and I've got all the stuff that I do and, and they're trying to, you know, put something together. But it's been good fun. So it's, um, you know, it got me a few free tickets to shows and stuff, which is nice. And, well, there you, uh, go. you know, yeah. it's paid for itself, really. So, I, you know, he just offered and said, oh, if you want to come to a show, we'll put you on the door and stuff, which has been really good. And I've brought people along to those. But um, I did say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, happily, I'll happily buy tickets to the Rogue One screening, but I might see if I can get a better seat this year. That might be. <laughs> I might see if I, I can use my use, trade in my points and just say, can we not be in the front row with the uh, on the left? Right. If possible. I mean, it's the event, you know. I mean, that's a small price to pay, I guess, but I'm sure he'll hook you up. Um, I think you'd you'd mentioned something about my favorite moment as well. I, did, I have a definite favorite moment, uh, which is on the show, which is it's the stupidest moment in the whole thing. On I reckon, but it just makes me laugh every time. There's an episode that they do with a. a Australian comedian guy called Ash Williams where he basically is asking Ash what he's looking forward to seeing in Star Wars. What would you like to see in the new film? I showed you the trailer before. What what Okay, so, so first what, thing what do you is, want what do you want answered in the new film? Okay, I want to see a stormtrooper's face. I want to see a human human face. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even actually need to be human. I want to know what's inside the stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Um is Darth Vader still around? No, nah, mate. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> Fuck, they're going to miss him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he will be missed. Jesus. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time and still just loses his shit. It's just the funniest... Every time I hear that clip, it just makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. And that just sort of sums up the whole whole thing for me. Being able to say that you're earning a living doing what you would be doing as a hobby if you weren't getting paid for it is a pretty sweet spot to be setting in. So good for you, Josh. Next, we're going to hear from Paul McWhorter. He got to see Steel interview Harrison Ford. Well, you mentioned that you, you got to see Steel interview Harrison Ford. Yeah, like that that was the that that was the really interesting part about it was because um because we were at the IMAX screening beforehand that where we got to see the 9 minute uh sequence pretty uh-huh. much from yeah from uh from uh, yeah from when Finn like lands on Jakku and and yeah starts drinking from the from the trough with the big pig thing. Right, right. And then you know up to, up, up till you know the the fighting the Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon and all the dogfight on Jakku and stuff and saw that bit Harrison Ford walked in and all that stuff. But then we were at the opera house waiting for Harrison Ford to come on stage. And um, we were just, we, we could just see the, uh, the big screens beside, beside the stage as Harrison Ford was walking down the red carpet. 
And then suddenly I looked up and I was like, oh my God, there's Theo. I couldn't hear a word he was saying, but so all I could see was the look on his face. And it was just, it was magical. <laughs> it was honestly magical. Like you, and cause, cause all, all we got was body language and facial expressions. So like, just to see him, like you could tell that like, it was almost like he wasn't taking in Harrison's words, just the way that he was looking. It was almost just like, it just was just washing over him. It was just, it, it was absolutely incredible. Like, and, and, and it was just because the fact is because beforehand as well, he was walking around getting some little, um, doing some little, you know, talking head things from people in the crowd. Uh-huh. I, and, um, because I'd, I was emailing with him a couple of days before the event, he knew I was then, so I spoke to him, said hello. And he was just like, Oh, do you want to, do you want to quickly do an interview? And I was like, yeah, sure. No worries. That sounds really good. And he asked me, what I thought of the IMAX thing. And I was absolutely speechless because I couldn't say anything, obviously. And then, you know, saw him walking around getting some more and stuff. And, you know, um, then seeing him on the big screen, it was just like interviewing Harrison Ford. It was just like, yep, pretty sure I'm going to get bumped for Harrison Ford. (laughs) Pretty sure I'm going to get bumped. But, you know, I I mean, you know, tough luck. I'm pretty sure that's that's a pretty good thing to be able to say that I got bumped for Harrison Ford. So, you know, I, I, I can handle that. Yeah, I can that, handle that. That's a good claim to fame right there. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> that is, it's, it's funny if a couple of people have mentioned that particular moment for him for, you know, interviewing Harrison Ford and they vote. Like, I think one person said something like it was just like childlike wonder. Yeah. You know, it was beautiful. It was actually beautiful. Like, especially after, you know, after, you know, such a, such a crazy, you know, 18 months or whatever in the lead up to it, just to see, you know, just to see, I nearly said Harrison, but to see Steele meet Harrison was just like, it was just the culmination of so much. And it it just made me so happy for him, especially with, you know, with the whole ring thing with Jackie and all that kind of stuff. It was just incredible. It was incredible. So happy for him. (laughs) That's awesome. It's, you know, it's cool. He's, he's the kind of guy that for whatever reason, you know, that's, he just, he's so engaging. He just draws people in and they, they, they do. Everybody's happy for him. And, and he, it seems like he's just so genuinely that way back towards everybody else. Exactly. Like he's, he's just so giving like in, in every way. Like, um, like I could, I could honestly say that still really brought my passion like I mean it was it was I've always loved Star Wars and the passion kind of you know over the last 10 years since I turned 18 or so you know it's kind of dwindled a little bit but Steele's just earnest love for it has, has, has really brought my passion out for it and now like I, I I couldn't really ever say that like I was a really a big Star Wars fan I was always a fan but now I can really say that I call myself part of fandom now thanks to Steele like I feel like Steele was my door into fandom yeah, so I have to I have to give him a lot of credit, you know, for for bringing my love for it back, you know. Now, how did you first how did you first stumble upon Steel Wars? Uh, well, it was actually I started listening to it about um well from the start to be honest, from the very start, but it was only because I started listening to his comedy podcast I Love Grand Guard Letters about <laughs> yes. It was about about 6 months before Steel Wars launched. So, it was pretty much perfect timing for it. It, it just, it was, it was just like all the stars aligned. So like, so I could just jump on from episode one, which was, and I'm pretty sure that was, that's the first podcast that I was able to do that with as well, to jump in right at the ground level. So like to kind of go on the journey the whole way through is pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, pretty incredible. 
I would love to see him live. Oh, it's, 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 it's something else. It is really something else. I wish I lived in Melbourne. I live in Sydney. So at least I get to see him at least like once a year or, or maybe twice if I'm lucky. But if I lived in Melbourne, oh my, you'd, you'd get him, oh, you'd get him like six, seven times a year. It'd be incredible. It'd be wonderful. Now, do you have, just from a listening standpoint, is there any major moment in the podcast history where you're like, oh man, that was the best? I don't know. Like, I mean, it was, it was the problem, to be honest, Leonard Moulton just blew me away. Like to see him, to see his name pop up in the feed, I was, I just, it, it kind of floored me a little bit. It was just like, now it's like this little podcast, like this dude from Melbourne, you know, it's like, this is really, this is starting to happen now. This is really starting to happen. And it kind of, I guess, I guess it's also a kind of a, another thing of just being of, looking at it and saying saying like steel's made it kind of thing it's right. another thing of just being like it's succeeded like it's the little podcast that could and being such a fan of podcasts for like for so long you know since you know since mark hoppus did his like 10 years ago like to see an australian podcast be able to crack that ceiling kind of thing as well just it it, it yeah it absolutely floored me and to hear leonard talk about it to talk about Star Wars in that way, I didn't really understand Leonard Moulton in that in that way either. And to have Steele kind of get that information out of him that way, like I've always, I kind of feel like Leonard Moulton's a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more reserved. But in that podcast, still, I feel like Steele kind of really got something out of him. It, I think it really showed off his interviewing skills too, to be able to pull that off. That one, that one was a big one. That was a big kind of signpost one. I think a lot of Star Wars fans most relate you with is on the 1995 re-release of uh, the Star Wars films. They sold 25 million cassettes. Quite revolutionary at the time. You did DVD extras before DVD. Well, sort of, yeah. I mean, uh, I interviewed George Lucas uh, uh, at some length and they cut the interviews down to about seven minutes each. Uh, one for each uh, episode of the trilogy. And I was hoping they would use more or release the whole interview intact, and I couldn't get anybody interested in doing that. Fox Home Video just didn't care about it, and I even pitched it to George at one point, and he wasn't uninterested, but he didn't pursue it. Mm. Well, as someone that watched those interviews, like I'm sure many people that are listening right now, over and over yep and over the fact that there was a lot like it was i think it was frustrating for me it's just like you only talk to him for that long like Hmm. there's more questions surely there's more (laughs) questions but how did that interview come about that that you were uh, oh it's just a a total fluke a total fluke um entertainment tonight had sent me up to do our first interview with george lucas up to skywalker ranch and that was a memorable day in my life First off, to visit the ranch was just mind-blowing. It's hallowed ground. It, it, it's, and it's also, it happens to be my taste. He built on the property an idealized, oversized Victorian mansion. I love it. He lined the walls with the work of great American illustrators like Norman Rockwell. I love it. Uh, he actually installed a wood, not just a woodworking shop, but a mill where uh, on the property when they were building and, and uh, f- finishing the, uh, the, the house, uh, and I love wood. I love, you know, piece, uh, you know, 
artistic and creative use of wood. And that's all you get there in that house. Uh, so it just, you know, I didn't want to come home. I told my wife, I'm, I'm never leaving. <laughs> I'm staying here. It's just too beautiful. How did George think about that decision? Uh, well, they escorted me off the property at the proper time, so I think you have your answer. But we, we, we seemed to hit it off. And so and, that was the first time you'd met him? Or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then subsequently I've spent many occasions, many different locations. Uh, I rode the Indiana Jones ride with him on opening day for E.T., uh, which was interesting because I don't do thrill rides. And I had to keep my cool uh, as, as we were being bounced about and rocked <laughs> back and forth because the camera was facing us during the whole ride. Yeah. The camera guy was in the front seat of the car. And that's a very fun ride. Us. Yeah. That would have been the best episode of Entertainment Tonight ever. <laughs> <laughs> Watching me try not to throw up. Yeah. Um, uh, I ran into him once in Hawaii. Um, uh one, I teach a class at USC, uh, and you know, and he is a very engaged and involved, uh, you know, alum, alumnus of the USC Cinema School, and he wrote a check for one hundred and seventy-five million dollars, one hundred seventy-five million dollars to build a new campus and a new headquarters for the cinema department. Uh, I can only assume that was on a very big, oversized novelty check, <laughs> just to get all those zeros. I in. think I think you could you could assume that. And um, one night in my class, I have a very large class where we we screen new movies and have the filmmakers there for questions and answers. And one night during our break, uh, a nice uh, uh, girl, teenage girl, came up to me to say hello. She said, uh, "I just wanted to introduce myself. My name's Katie." I said, "Hi, Katie." She said, I'm really enjoying the class. I said, I'm very glad. I said, are you a film major? She said, yeah. She said, I think you may know my father. I said, really? What's his name? She says, well, George Lucas. Like, yeah, I think I know your father. Yeah. <laughs> I once went to Disneyland with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, oh, th- that is such an incredible episode. Honestly, like that. Oh, yeah. That was, I, I remember when I was listening to it, too. I was, I was, um, I was actually moving house. And, um, and I was packing stuff up and usually like, you know, you just, you know, you have your podcasts on in the background and stuff. And with that, with that specific one, I kind of fell into a bit of a trance and sat down and just started listening. And then it finished and I was like, and I, and I just, and I just had two of my figurines in my hands and I'd been holding them for about 40 minutes uh-huh. without realizing it. <laughs> I, it, it had just entranced me so much. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like. So yeah, usually usually I can get stuff done with podcasts in the background, but not that one, not that one. <laughs> now, now, have you um, listened to any of the stuff he's done, like with uh, the guys from MakingStarWars.net? Uh, oh yeah, the, uh, that, that 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 Megapod was ridiculous. Yeah, that was I love that so much. <laughs> oh, like and and that's and that's the best part, like. Like you know, still being Australian as well, you could tell he was putting away beers, but he could still he could still like guide the podcast, right? Which is what I loved. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, that's the Aussie in him. Yep, because <laughs> he was getting so frustrated. He's like, yeah, you know, you we're trying to put out some content here. Let's you know, let's get busy. Yeah. I'm like, that's fantastic, yeah. man. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's just so he's so driven and so dedicated to it, and he's 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 pre- it's pretty inspiring, isn't it? It is. It really is. 
that's you know yeah. that's a common thread and and what a lot of people have said it's just it it almost sounds i think people feel embarrassed that they're that they feel that way you know yeah like yeah but, I, I i've tried to be as earnest as i could with him anytime i've spoken to him like you know like uh you, i guess like in a in a roundabout way he kind of he kind of saved my life a little bit you know like um with with, with all the stuff that i was going through you know a couple of years ago um so you know in in a roundabout way yeah he kind of he had a hand you know in helping me get through a lot of stuff so yeah like i have to thank him hugely for that at the end of the day i'm just happy that he's doing what he's doing and i mean yeah he has affected you know affected my life in in quite a way you know he has had a hand in in a lot of stuff for me so you know and helped me get through a lot so, so and yeah I, I just want to thank him and just and I just hope he continues doing what he's doing because he's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting getting a little choked up now <laughs> talking about it. Oh man, I can tell, but that's what's cool about it. It's so real, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he, I, I, and you can tell he's touched a lot of people as well. That's the other thing you can tell. Right, it really comes out in 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 the way that people speak to him and things like that. Like, and and that's what I love, just the engagement as well, like with the call and shows and. You know, or, and and doing the Q and A's in the in the live podcasts and stuff like that. It's it's wonderful. It's really great. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. I know, isn't it? Like, yeah, just just this just this dude from Melbourne, like who who lives with his cat and his girlfriend happens to or his wife now happens yeah. to live overseas. And well, what else is he going to do? Just share his love for Star Wars with people, right? <laughs> and, I, and I love him for it. Like, <laughs> like I, I mean. I feel bad, but thank you, Jackie, for for leaving him. Like, so we had the, so we could concentrate on this for a bit, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. oh, that's good stuff. You know, yeah, that's why you know artists, man, they have to suffer for their art. Exactly, man. Exactly, and that's what, exactly what Steele's done. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that's great. It's really cool that people have such a strong emotional connection to Steel and to this podcast, which leads into our next guest. Catherine Neen tells an amazing, amazing story of how Steel Wars has affected her. How did you discover Steel Wars? Well, it was through Green Guide Letters, which I'd been listening to for a few years, and Steel obviously had had a number of Star Wars references and then he announced in there that he was doing a Star Wars podcast so I followed him through there yeah Green Guide Letters has been the gateway for a lot of people it's the gateway drug to a lot of podcasts it is I really like the show it's so funny I mean it's yeah. it's uh the format itself is just great and, and just listening to him read the questions alone is 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 brilliant <laughs> So you mentioned several episodes. Have you seen him live? Oh, several times, yeah. I go to as many live shows as I can in Melbourne. Um, I think I've been to just about all of them in Melbourne. I can't think of any that I haven't been to. For Steel Wars, um, Green Guide, I go to nearly all of them now, yeah. That's awesome. Have you asked any questions or anything? Yeah, I've... Um, I started to ask questions in the 2015 comedy festival shows okay. um, because I went to every one of those and 
and I think that's one reason why those shows are so important to me because I'm a very quiet, quiet, shy person and, you know, being part of this group of fans, but it wasn't intimidating. I got up and asked a question and, you know, I keep asking questions in live shows and other things and, yeah, it's been fantastic being part of the community and Steel is so warm and inviting and really great to um, talk to everyone. Hey, Hi, hey how are Kath, you? how are you? Hey, can you please say your name? Catherine. Hey. Hi. Hey, Catherine. Hey. Um, I was just wondering, what's your favourite character? Do you like to hear you or not? Just say! Just say! Just admit it! Hey, dude, this is in the Nuremberg trials, all right? Just relax. <laughs> Um, Such amusing hypocrisy. That's great. Um, what's your favourite characters from the prequels? Only the prequels. Oh, oh don't ask this guy. He doesn't like anything but the original three movies. That's oh. it. So, uh, okay. um, you know, sure. just listening back to the podcast, everyone's favourite characters are from the original, mm-hmm. as they should be. Yeah. But you know. Early Obi Wan Kenobi. No, great question. Yes. Yeah, great. I think he. Yes. I think you and McGregor actually really tried to do something yeah. in that in Phantom Menace, which yeah. I know we all hate it, but he was really trying to do he something with Obi Wan there, and um and I really enjoyed that character. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Kath? What What's your favorite one? Yeah, you and yeah. Obi Wan. I. Yeah, he's great. I still have dreams about him being in Oh, here we go. No, no, this is, this is a conversation I'm mad up for. This is good. It's why I read that. Sh- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can book about the pebble? Because I was like, just give me more you and more you and Yeah. And I want him in one of the spin-off movies. Probably not going to happen, eh. but I want to see what happens. Especially because he is such an amazing... Now, is there is there like one defining when you think Steel Wars or if you're trying to explain Steel Wars to somebody that you're like, this episode right here is the one that sums it all up? I know that in myself, I can keep re-listening to the um, reaction episode, um, episode 38, um, where, him and, where Steel and Paul listen or watch the the trailer i can listen to that again and again and again just the joy in their voices of just enjoying star wars and i think that's what i i try to share with people how much enjoyment it is it's not about nitpicking the details it's just about enjoying star wars and that's one that I really love sharing and listening to again and again. Um, and a recent live show I actually did convince a friend to come to. That's one with uh, Danny McGinley and Adam Richard. 
Well, this is a, what, what we've got now. We've got Rogue One coming up, and it's a, it's a danger game, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, we know it, the, the studio execs have apparently messed with the edits. And for, so that is like playing interstate with a parochial crowd wanting to ruin it. With only five days since your last match. That's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, can you please bring this back to Star Wars soon? <laughs> <laughs> but what I was getting at, your team has not been in the grand final for how many years? Uh, 1912. <laughs> Nineteen sixty-one was the last time. Jeez. A long time ago, yes. in a galaxy far, far away, that was, my friend. And, and and you write the banners, which we always talk about on I Love Green Go Letters. So the the the, yep. the, the football, the, the the how many eighteen giant men run through this colourful toilet paper wall, and, and you're says, in charge of putting funny things on that toilet that's paper That's exactly wall. right. It is the oddest thing in the world to people who didn't grow up with it. You have uh, Australian rules footballers who are fitter and stronger than American football athletes. I'm, I'm figuring that's where a lot of your international uh, listeners are. Uh, so they're big, they're tough, they're proper macho, they've got to be really athletically fit, and they begin every game by running through crepe paper while a sea shanty plays. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're just going, oh, we're going to stuff them up, we're going to stuff them up, now we've got to run through this. Sons of the West, red, white and blue. <laughs> it does baffle people. Yeah. <laughs> But how are you feeling now? What, what sort of... Like, you, you've got through... You, you've got one more game to win and you're in the grand final? Is no, that no, we've got to win two more. And oh, then no we get shit. to the grand final. Yeah, so uh, t- the best way to describe it is we beat uh, the West Coast Eagles over in Perth, which is one of the... They were the form team of the competition. And, and not only did we, like, just beat them, we, we beat them by a good seven yeah, or eight yeah. goals. So it's sort of like our Battle of Endor. They were, they were stronger, they had better <laughs> guns, and for some reason our little teddy bears... Managed to beat them with sticks. <laughs> I'm so excited about the final season now. <laughs> Could you imagine Ewoks playing football? <laughs> kicking the like just trying to hold the ball and kick it with their little legs. I don't think it's a legal goal if there's someone on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> But now we have to play, next week we play uh, Hawthorne Hawks, who have won it the last three grand finals, been in the last four, and so this is, what we've got now is our, our Battle of Hoth. Oh. And yeah, they're coming in, they're angry, and we might have to evacuate, but we don't know, we need a, we need a Wampa to come in and whack some heads. <laughs> no You're making was... football so much more exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> this is my gift to you, nerd. <laughs> Oh, God, that episode was so funny. Oh, so good. And and I'd got a friend of mine to come along to that episode, and that was the first one she'd been to, and she loved it. She you know, initially said she was nervous going there in a Harry Potter T-shirt, but just the welcoming and inviting nature of the podcast and the fact that it's just people enjoying the nerdy stuff you know, she was totally comfortable there and, and you know, really enjoyed it and now is a fan. Are you going to go to the Rogue One premiere? Oh, definitely. I've got my ticket. I'm so there. I, I loved it last year. It was just so great. Um, and meeting up with the fans beforehand, you know, chatting to them and, then then still looking at me going, hang on, you're the yub nub girl. 
and, and I'll go, yeah, yeah. I'm the yub nub girl. And then they're going, hang on, you've also got a crocheted lightsaber. Yes, I do. And here it is. <laughs> and and bonding with um, all these people from around the country and indeed around the world has just been amazing um, for myself personally. Just coming out of my shell and and still notice is that I've had some battles with depression and anxiety, sorry, and Steel Wars in particular has been so instrumental in getting my confidence and so much happiness in my life and I can never say thank you enough. Sorry. Oh, no, gosh, no. You're, you're not going to believe this. You are the second person today to tell me almost this same story. And so you're not alone. Don't, don't ever think you are. It's hard to believe there's been so many emotional responses to this just because of how much this genuinely means to the listeners. And, and from all walks of life, from all over the world, he, he seems so genuine, you know. Um, I don't feel like there's any pretense with Steele, and it seems like he he sort of pulls that same kind of thing out of other people. No, no, it is. He's um, he really is a genuine person, and and I've seen him a lot at the live shows and at a comedy room that he um, was running here in Melbourne that. You know, got to know him a bit, and he's you know genuinely excited about Star Wars and about seeing all these familiar faces. And there's a sort of a small group of us who go to all these live podcasts and have gotten to know each other, you know, through the podcast. And we all sit together, you know, every live show to the point where you know we just sort of eye each other off now and go. Yep, save me a seat, and and we just you know this this tight little group, and you know it's, we'll see each other at even other comedy events, and and it's really fantastic this community that Steel has built. Has Steel Wars or listening listening to Steel has that impacted your Star Wars fandom? Hugely. Um, when I was growing up, when you're a little kid, you know, you, you're loving things and I had my brother and my sister to love Star Wars with. But as you get older, you don't have that as much. You're sort of expected to grow out of it, as it were. And also I found as a female, I found it very hard to find other science fiction fans. I found... This might sound strange, but, you know, at university I tried to join a science fiction you know, lovers club and I was very much ostracised for being a female and not being part of this core group and this core knowing every single itty-bitty detail. And it's like, no, I just enjoy it. Can't I just enjoy it without you know, having to 
know every single little nerdy detail. And so I've sort of felt like I haven't been able to express my love for for Star Wars and other science fiction things. It has to be far more in secret, as it were. But having Steel Wars, it's like having a friend to chat about it with on a weekly basis, that it's sharing the experiences, even if you are, you know, sitting at home on your own, you're sharing the experiences and getting that more enjoyment out of it. And I'm finding that I am enjoying Star Wars more now that I have people to share it with again. And and I've loved sharing it with the people in the group. And then with that, I've also been able to share it with my nephews and one of whom is now a big Star Wars fan. And I can't get him to listen to Steel Wars just yet because of the occasional language. Right. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's not far off. Um, but what I love is that it's about enjoying Star Wars and that there's no right or wrong way to enjoy it, that it's not about, you know, who's who can out-nerd the other person. It's just about enjoying it. And that's what I've loved about all of the episodes is that all of the guests have had varying degrees of Star Wars love. I mean, you think about Jonathan Schuster, who hasn't seen the movies right. but can still thoroughly enjoy it. And and that's what I love about Steel Wars is that there's no right or wrong way to enjoy Star Wars. I just want Steel to know that we that to thank him for all his effort into the hashtag content that it does mean a lot of a lot to everyone and that it's bringing so much joy to a lot of people's lives and I know it's bringing joy to his life but it is bringing joy to our lives so he puts in so much work and that all of his efforts are really appreciated and Star Wars forevermore. That tagline Kath had at the end was totally spontaneous, which makes it all the more awesome. Next, we're going to talk to Andrew Menace. I Love Green Guide Letters was his gateway to Steel Wars. How did you first discover Steel Wars? So I first discovered Steel Wars, uh, I guess I've never really been too heavily involved in Star Wars fandom. I always loved the films, but that's about as far as it ever went. But I was a big fan of comedy podcasts, so I, you know, right back to 10-odd years ago listening to the, the first sort of Ricky Gervais shows and uh, anything funny on podcasts. And I guess I discovered Steele's um, Green Guide Letters show <laughs> a few years back, um, just sort of searching for other Australian comedians that I'm a big fan of. So there was a great um, radio show out here. One of our one of our best comedians, Tony Martin, had a stint on one of the big commercial FM stations briefly for a couple 
couple of years uh, called Get This. And um, I think at the time I was just searching for Tony Martin and stumbled across uh, Green Guide Letters. And I hadn't heard of Steel Saunders at that point. That must have been about two or three years ago. And uh, started listening to that and just thought, wow, what a funny show. What a great concept. Reviewing the um, letters to the TV guide. And... Yeah, I think it was via that I just heard him um, sizzle as he as he does so well. The uh, Steel Wars show on the Green Guide letters uh, a couple of times and thought, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of Star Wars. I, I'm a fan of Steel's comedy. I better give this a go. So that was probably only a year and a half ago I started listening to Steel Wars. But um, yeah, I, I I was pretty much instantly converted. I, I never realised Star Wars chat could be could be so funny. <laughs> Yeah, Green Guide Letters has been a, like a very common thread in these interviews. Sure. <laughs> which, you know, and I totally get it. It's Now, I found it the, the other direction. Um, I, I discovered Steel Wars through another Star Wars podcast and um, then discovered Green Guide Letters. And uh, it's it's just so good. Uh, and so many of my friends, they just don't get it. You know, but I'm like, <laughs> if I have to explain to you why this is funny, you know, then, then never mind. That's really fascinating, Eric, because I remember when I first started listening to Steel Wars, he'd often remark to his guests that he felt like maybe he hadn't quite taken off in the world of Star Wars fandom yet. And if you look at the, um, you know, related shows in iTunes or, or what have you, it would often be other comedy podcasts and other things that weren't related whatsoever to Star Wars. So based on what he thought the listenership was, maybe that, you know, he wasn't so popular uh, in that world and, and was more attracting uh, listeners to Steel Wars through through the comedy world. Um, but it's fascinating to see over the last year or so that there's been like a real crossover where I think he's, he's, he's pretty big in, in both arenas now. And to sort of hear, because uh, The Green Guide is a very niche Melbourne sort of publication and growing up in Melbourne, yeah, sure, we know what The Green Guide is. And when I first heard of the concept, I laughed, you know, I couldn't believe what a great idea reviewing these, these ridiculous letters that people write in. Um, but to hear that it's sort of taken off and I keep hearing people from, from overseas like your good self who are now fans of Green Guide letters um, in the opposite direction that I came to it via Steel Wars is just amazing. And to think that that comedy sort of transcends, you know, um, transcends international borders and, and is just is just good quality gear. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it, spe- it definitely speaks volumes for, for what they do, you know. Um, now, have you been to any of Steele's live events? Yeah, I have. So earlier this year, uh, I went to two of the live Steel Wars shows as part of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It must have been around March. Uh, I've got the poster right here, actually. Yeah, March, March and uh, early April. So that was the first time I'd seen him live, and I think it was a testament to how good it was that I went straight back the following week. And I actually, um, the first week I just went for the Steel Wars show. He does the Steel Wars and then the Green Guide Letters straight afterwards. Um, and then when I heard the episode of Green Guide Letters that week that I'd sort of left the pub uh, just as it was starting, I, I was kicking myself because it was a really good episode. From memory, I think Luke McGregor, who's a who's a local comedian I'm a big fan of, was on. Um, and I was I was just really disappointed that I didn't, didn't make the effort to hang around for it. So the following week, I um, made sure I bought the double pass and, and went for both shows. So, yeah, I've, I've just been to those two. Um, actually, that that's probably a good segue into, I think, when I became a really big fan of Steel Wars. So I'd started listening to it in the lead-up, like the first 
few months before Force Awakens and was already a big fan of it. But I think um, when The Force Awakens came out, I was recovering with a pretty serious uh, spinal injury. I still am, actually, but it's, it's gotten much better since then. Um, and so I didn't have a ticket for the premiere. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to handle sitting in a theatre for two hours. And I, wasn't, I had no firm plans of what I was going to do. There was certainly no hope of um, going to a big you know, uh, podcast event that lasts for five hours sitting in a pub and all that sort of thing. Uh, as it turned out, on the night, I got myself a ticket for the drive-in theatre here in Melbourne and just went and watched it in my car, which was a great little compromise with the pain I was in at the time. I managed to see the film on opening night, um, but it was a bit sort of lonely. You know, I was just there in my car by myself watching the film and had no one to sort of vent to afterwards. I just wanted to talk Star Wars all night, you know, as I'm sure a lot of us do. Um, and so that was such a great thing when the live, uh, you know, the immediate live reaction podcast came out the following day. And I think I was just listening to it throughout the day at work at my desk. Um, and it, it was just such a great show. It really sort of made me feel part of something, you know, it was really good just to be able to uh, hear all these people so excited about having just seen The Force Awakens and everyone's different opinions and, and, and whatnot. Um, actually, a mate of mine, Nathan, was there DJing the night. Um, and yeah, that was, I think, the turning point for me when I really went, wow, this is such a great show. Like, it's just, it, it just made me so happy, you know, to listen to that show after having seen The Force Awakens. So I think after that, I became a, um, yeah, like Bandcamp supporter and, yeah, have just sort of uh, quite obsessively gone back and listened to every episode from the beginning since then and, uh, yeah, just, just become a, a massive fan. Now, you mentioned the, um, the call-in episode with, that Johnny Grasso was supposed to be on. I've just been re-listening to that, actually, in the dog park. Um, it's one of those episodes I can go back and play again, and it just never gets boring. What a great, what a great shambolic, uh, just disaster of an episode. It was such great fun to listen to. The um, the repeated attempts to get Johnny Grasso on the line, even the... the, the um, the photo for the episode with Johnny Crasso in the pool with the dolphin right. with the extra. <laughs> no Johnny Grasso this week, guys. No Johnny. Uh, it, was, it was great fun. And I think uh, the the um, the guys that did call in were, were such a laugh. Patrick Bonfrisco, who I've since become friends with on Twitter, and uh, I think is yeah, was, was, was a really good sport on that episode. Um, and also Rob the Lawyer. I mean, what oh, a yeah. guy. What a... Wow, like what a fascinating, just, I mean, wow, I don't, I'm lost for words, I'm not sure what to say about Rob the Lawyer, but I can't get enough of him, Eric, he's just probably the best guest I've ever heard on Steel Wars, he jumps from point to point, he's so passionate about what he's got to say, I think his first uh, appearance was <laughs> was a little awkward, maybe a little abrupt, um, but just so funny. Just so funny. He starts off with, you, you deliver after 10, you know. Um, <laughs> funny guy. Funny guy. It, it was all good fun. And the idea that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the idea that um, he'd, he'd sort of exhausted his, his whole Star Wars knowledge and, and said, all right, see you later, I'm off. And then after an hour or so of, of Rob the Lawyer sort of ranting on, Patrick just pops up out of nowhere and says, oh, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah I, I was there that whole time. <laughs> Johnny Grasso gets owned by a, I don't know, what was he, 12-year-old from Sydney, 8-year-old from Sydney. Do you have any tips for, for Johnny Grasso? Do you have any tips for Johnny Grasso? I mean, you called in and you got through, so what do you, what do you got for Johnny? Yeah, have you got any call-in uh, tips, Jacob? Help Johnny Grasso out. I uh, know, I'm not too sure. He, 
<laughs> I, I, do yeah. you find it weird? Do you find it weird that this guy, Johnny Grasso, Star Wars expert, Star Wars podcaster, I think he's like a teacher by trade. He's teaching the future knowledge, and yet he cannot work out how to call in something that you had no trouble doing. What advice would you have for him in life? Um, I don't know. Maybe keep trying and, I don't know, listen carefully to the instructions on how to because that was a problem with me. I tried to call in with three different numbers and it turns out I did them all wrong. So, And then I finally listened back and I heard that you had to put plus one at, in the front. Jacob? You are wise beyond your years, my friend. It is. Uh, I, I, I thank you for calling. Um, do you have anything else to leave us with, buddy? Um, not much. Yeah, great moment. Great episode. Just, just such a good laugh. And I think that's a good... Um, it's, a, it's a testament to a really good show when things can go so sort of horribly wrong and off script and um, you, you can still turn it into such, a, such an entertaining couple of hours somehow. Somehow. The only other thing I'd add, if you get a chance, is there's a great minute, uh, great moment, sorry, in the in the episode where he interviews Pete and Alex from Star Wars Minute, where Alex just breaks Steel's brain with this stupid fan theory. It's something along the lines of all the Indiana Jones films were a dream in 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 uh, Han Solo's mind when he was frozen in carbonite, <laughs> and when Alex says it, there's just this like five seconds of silence. Steel's brain is just completely broken and Alex is like, hello, hello, are you there? is anyone there? <laughs> so if you have a chance to dig that up, that's got to go down as one of my favourite moments of just how much fun can you have with just the stupid minutia of Star Wars. Yeah, Is there something that in this segment that you, you want to make sure that you get to say? Is there anything like to steal you want to say or a point you want to make? Oh look, I don't know, man. Just thanks for all the laughs, still. Uh, yeah, can't get enough. Of, can't get enough of the show. That's about it. Awesome, awesome. I couldn't find the complete episode that Andrew was talking about, where Han Solo dreams the entire incredibly successful Indiana Jones franchise while frozen in carbonite. But I'm gonna have to find it because I am dying to hear it now. We've got a lot of tie-ins in this next one. Michael Oud recorded his own clip where he talks about the day Steele interviewed Harrison Ford. We also find out that Jacob, the young guy who gave Johnny Grasso instructions on how to properly work a phone, is Michael's son. Hey Eric, uh, my name's Michael Oud and I'm from uh, Sydney, Australia. To give you a bit of background on myself, I'm uh, sort of of the age group where I'm in that sort of sweet uh, age group for the original trilogy um, as I was born in 77 and grew up with the movies. As a kid, I don't think I was ever overly obsessed with the movies, but I do remember them um, as being you know, one of my favourite movies uh, as a kid. And when I grew up and had my own kids, I was always uh, definitely wanting to pass that love of the movies on to them. As I grew older and into adulthood, I um, never really um, f- followed into fandom or went to cons or did, did cosplay or anything like that. But the movies always remain one of my favourite uh, you know, childhood memories. So fast forward to 2015 and I'd really started getting into podcasts in a big way, listening to numerous podcasts and I... Uh, 
kind of gravitated towards comedy podcasts, and that's where I found uh, I Love Green Guide Letters, which is Steele's other podcast. It was via that that I uh, found out that he had a Star Wars podcast, and obviously being an old fan of Star Wars, I was definitely keen to have a listen. So I uh, I quickly became hooked on that because it was uh, quite a friendly, open environment that uh, kind of catered for a guy like me that hadn't really been uh, super into Star Wars for many years, but uh, was still interested to hear what was going on with it and also with the anticipation of the new movie coming out at the end of the year. I was certainly interested to hear all the news about what was going on with that. So I was thinking about what's been my favourite moment or event over the podcast and really, I guess, as a as a general thing, that whole build-up from the time I started listening to the podcast, the build-up to The Force Awakens and, and just the way Steele sold that with his uh, you know enthusiasm really, really sort of drew me into the movie and made me a much bigger fan than I would have been without it. So it got to the point where uh, myself and my kids would always listen to the podcast intently. You know, every time an episode dropped, we'd always be listening to it straight away, and it was uh, it, it really the hype really became uh, <laughs> quite fever pitch towards the end of the year. So I guess um, there was many guests that I really related to on the podcast, but the thing that really um, I guess hit home for me was uh, the the I guess the blog pod episodes. Uh, of the Sydney fan event that uh, Harrison Ford came to him. I could really tell that it was uh, a life-defining moment for Steele to be able to, um, you know, attend that event. And, and as we found out, he, he uh, got to interview Harrison Ford, which I think was probably a life goal for him. And the thing that really adds to that episode for me, or, or um, it was split up over three episodes, I think, as a blog pod uh, sort of uh, event over over a few days was the fact that um, I was actually able to attend that event. And I was able to do that um, thanks to Steel, who had a few spare tickets to give out to um, Steel Wars fans. Now, I almost could have possibly featured on that episode if it wasn't for the fact that I couldn't get there early enough in the day to meet with Steel to collect the tickets. So I have to say thanks to uh, fellow Steel Wars fan Jimmy Blondahl, who does appear on the episode... Uh, with Steele, uh, that he was able to hold those tickets for me and uh, I met up with him and another um, big uh, fan of the podcast, Michelle Lucas, and we were able to uh, sit on the steps uh, on the forecourt of the Sydney Opera House and um, watch the event unfold. So knowing it was such a big day for Steele and to be able to be there and see it all in the flesh and and watch it all play out and see him interview Harrison Ford... um, it was just a great feeling, and um, just listening to the podcast back again to hear his um, reactions was just um, really great. You know, just knowing uh, what a culmination it was of uh, so much hard work and uh, so much um, time put in, um, probably manoeuvring to be in a position to be able to do that, and then finally being, for him to be able to do it. Um, it was just really great to uh, hear how happy he was that he... <laughs> that he got to do it. I mean, if you listen to that episode, I think you can hear at one point um, where uh, Steele's just finished interviewing Harrison Ford and he's sort of having that debrief moment and uh, he, he gets quite choked up. And, um, you know, for me, that was one of the, the, the great moments in listening to the podcast that, um, you know, I, I just uh, always remember. How are you, Mr Ford? The 
cynicism that Han Solo had about the Force seems to have paralleled your standoffish to Star Wars. Like, Harrison the Mad has embraced the fun of being in Star Wars and Han Solo has embraced the Force. What changed for you and the character during the last 30 years? Well, I think, you know, that the, the suggestion that I was tired of playing the character is a... Is a is a bit out of context the way it's been uh, uh, mentioned now. Um, I just thought that the best thing I could do at the end of the three films that we made at the beginning was die because I didn't think there'd be any potential further use for the character. I was wrong. Now, it's settled a debate between me and my future wife. We're getting married next Saturday inside our rings. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're having your famous quote from Empire Strikes Back, I love you, and on the other ring, I know. I love you. I know. Who should have I love you and who should have I know? Settle this debate now. This is a crucial time in my life. Let me tell you, pal, I've been married a long time, and you should have the one that says, I love you. And she should have the one that says, I know. Thank you, sir. Incredible. Um, <laughs> um, um, a very surreal moment to be... Um, oh, yeah, so... This is just after the interview and um, a very surreal moment to look into the eyes of Harrison Ford and have him talk to me. And he actually laughed at my Have You Seen Him Luke Skywalker t-shirt. Uh, I think that endeared him to me. He sort of looked down before I started talking to him and had a bit of a chuckle. So, um, Hansel approved t-shirt. Um, but I am grinning from ear to ear. Um it's been a big year of working on the podcast, and that was pay dirt. Amazing. Um, I'm just staggered. And now he's just signing autographs and looking handsome. But um, incredible, incredible scenes are just tremendous. And Jackie's just what's up me, saying that she's crying. So, uh, that's pretty nice. Getting a bit choked up because of my fiancé. So, um, but she's flattering my, bat- flattering my battery with all these messages on 1%. 1%. Incredible. All right. Let's, uh, we might need a few drinks. <laughs> and to round out that day, um, I actually did hang around uh, after the main event and have a look at all the displays that were on there and whatnot. And I was um, wandering around and still was still wandering around and I happened to run into him and um, got to chat to him. So when I, when I saw Steele, I was actually um, FaceTiming my son Jacob at the time and uh, he was really urging me to go and grab Steele. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I still got to chat to Jacob on FaceTime on my phone, which was... Uh, uh, Pretty big highlight for Jacob at the time. So the day turned out to be a, a pretty epic day all round. Um, so it was a great day for me, and I, I'm I'm sure still remembers as as being a great day. And um, yeah, it's one of the the highlights of the podcast so far for me. Incidentally, um, on the subject of my son Jacob, um, <laughs> connecting to that, um, 
he actually uh, called into the Steel Wars call-in show recently uh, and had another chat to Steel and recalled that moment. And um, I think that was probably another sort of uh, big highlight for me as well to hear him finally on the podcast. Because on that day that um, uh, Steele spoke to Jacob uh, on the FaceTime call at the at the fan event, uh, you know, he sort of said, um, you know, maybe one day you'll be on the podcast. And um, <laughs> then he got his chance when he called into the um, the, the call in show, and uh, yeah, indeed, he was then on on the podcast. So if anyone wants to go back and listen to that Sydney fan event, uh, it's uh, episode 71 and I think it's broken up into uh, a couple of um, separate podcasts over over a couple of days, but um, certainly uh, uh, a great um, great point in the podcast. So on that night, I'd uh, like to thank Steele for bringing me further into being a, a fan of Star Wars with his enthusiasm and, and really uh, bringing my kids into it and we can, helping us to all enjoy it together. So keep up the great work. I can't wait to see what you've got for us in December in the lead up to Rogue One and I just can't wait for the movie. I'm sure it's going to be another amazing Star Wars movie. What an awesome clip. And it's also really cool that we got to hear from Jacob's dad right after we heard from Jacob during Andrew's segment. Wow, so that is part two of the... Listener picks, best of Steel Wars, and guys, part three is going to be up tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying this trip down memory lane. Uh, from what I'm seeing on the Listener Safe Haven, our Facebook group, which you're more than invited to join, the Steel Wars, Star Wars, Listener Safe Haven, Star Wars group. You can get a link to that on steelwars.com. And uh, people seem to be loving the trip down memory lane and everyone's stories about the podcast and about Star Wars. So thank you again, Eric. This, it, it's incredible. It's, it's very fulfilling to hear that um, people enjoy the podcast like they do. Thank you, Eric. Thank you to Patrick Bonfrisco for doing the show notes. Thanks to Matthew, Josh, Paul, Catherine, Andrew... Michael and the much talked about Jacob for their contributions to this episode and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for part three. I hope you're enjoying it. We've got a brand new also very special guest on Steel Wars next Tuesday and uh, this weekend we've got the call-in show with Maud Garrett so if you want to take part in that all the times are up at SteelWars.com Thank you guys so much, and may that force be with you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.